When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. We are indeed having a nice day and a lovely morning here on SEN, your home of sport. It is the overnight crowd here. Paul Sebastiani in the studio doing it with you for the next half an hour or so, getting us up to 3 a.m. across the eastern coast of Australia. And if you're just tuning in, joining us on the line is Chris Perkins, our U.S. sport correspondent here on the overnight crowd. Well, we, we've made references to superstar Billy Graham, a host of wrestlers as well, but now it's time to get into some uh, serious news. And, uh, well, there is some breaking news from over in the U.S. from an NFL coaching perspective. And, well, Chris, this is not the uh, reflection of perfection with regards to a uh, Carolina perspective. What's, uh, what's happened over in the Carolina uh, over in, uh, over in Carolina? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a bad day yesterday for the Carolina Panthers. San Francisco walloped them 37-15. to 15. Uh, Matt Rule, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers yesterday, uh, his, his key card isn't working today. Uh, he's been fired. That, that is breaking news. I just popped into my phone uh, during the commercial break, actually. Uh, yeah, he's been fired after a 1-4 start. He's, he went 11-27. and 27. Uh, in his uh, in uh, his uh, two plus seasons as the Panthers head coach, he uh, joined from in uh, 2020 uh, with a seven year, 62 million dollar contract. He wow! Left Baylor University to jump to the NFL, got offered seven years, 62 million dollars. So Matt Rule, he is now in the most enviable position in the world. Every employee's dream. He is going to get paid $43 million to not go to work. That's, uh, that, that's Tats Lotto. That's, that's, a lotto <laughs> that's a lotto prize uh, from his point of view. But uh, I reckon he would have been absolutely, uh, yeah, would have been bitterly disappointed with, with how it all ended with, with Carolina. But uh, there's a few texts coming your way on the, uh, on the temper text line here, Chris. Uh, RE NFL fantasy, Chris and Scooter may be having first wins of the year as they try to rise like a phoenix in the SEN overnight crowd competition. Have you got anything to say about that? <laughs> trying to, I am, I am praying. Listen, I don't want to, I never want to hope for bad things. <laughs> but if David, if Derek Carr were to tweak his hamstring tonight, I would not cry over it. You're not going to lose sleep. I've got a 20. No, I'm not going to lose any sleep. I'll feel bad for Derek Carr if he does tweak his hamstring in, in the first quarter tonight against Kansas City. But, you know, as long as it's a minor tweak, it doesn't have any game time. After tonight, I, that, that's, that's like the, the dream scenario for me. I'm 0 4. I've got a 22 point lead. All my players are done. 
And all that all that my opponent has is Derek Carr tonight on Monday Night Football. So I need Derek Carr to tweak a hamstring <laughs> or to throw four interceptions. <laughs> okay. If well, one of those things happen, <laughs> I should be golden. Okay, you'll be a happy man. All right, let's get back on to the uh, 49ers. You just made mention of them. Uh, after they defeated the Panthers 37-15. to uh, Dean has come through on the text line saying, how about my San Francisco 49ers except for their injury list? That was in reference to them potentially going all the way to the Super Bowl this season. They look pretty brutal on offense, but uh, I don't think we can. Can you really take much out of a win against a Carolina team that has just sacked its coach? Well, I mean, you know, Well, you could say they caused the firing, but uh, that's not necessarily fully true. But but yeah, that the offense looked looked very much in sync yesterday, uh, putting thirty seven points on the board. But yeah, I'm with you on being a little worried about injuries because Nick Bosa. I mentioned him earlier as being one of the best defense uh, pass rushers in the league. He he hurt his groin, (laughs) so not sure if he's going to miss any time yet. I. I haven't seen one way or the other, but when when Nick Bosa goes out of a game, it's got to be pretty serious for that to happen. So that that is definitely a concern for for Forty uh, ers fans. Uh, how much time, if any, is he going to miss? Yep. But uh, exactly. I, you know the the numbers yesterday. I'm looking at some of the stats. Garoppolo, yeah, eighteen of thirty, sixty percent completion, two hundred and fifty three yards, two touchdowns, decent day. Uh, Wilson running the ball, 17 carries, 120 yards, some very nice running from, from him yesterday. Um, he's, he's averaging about, yeah, about 75 yards a game Okay. in, in the first, in the first five games of the season. So very respectable numbers for him. So, but the offense, it seems to be coming to get for San Francisco. Now that they've gotten Jimmy G into the, into the offense, integrated back into the mm-hmm. offense, they have been humming the last couple of weeks. So this, this Frisco team this is the team to watch out for as we get farther into the season. They're 3-2 and two now, uh, well, within, well within striking range of, of, a, of a nice playoff seed uh, as we get to the back end. Very nice. So probably, probably just need a little bit of luck on the injury front towards the back end of the season. Well, mm-hmm. the other in- interesting game that popped up uh, yesterday, well, the Buffalo Bills absolutely slammed the Pittsburgh Steelers, thirty-eight to three. But I think a little, a few little talking points out of this game. There was a little bit of spice in this game. There were a few little knocks about on on QBs, and there was a little bit of a a, a biff throughout the game. I think it was was it uh, was it Kenny Pickett who was was he hit a little bit low on the leg, and then it just sort of started an all in. Yeah, well, I mean, what happened was this, this was kind of early in the game, but but this this tells you. That the this tells me more about the attitude in in the room for Pittsburgh more than anything, and about how much these guys want to play for Kenny Pickett, because it was a play where Pickett scrambled, got out of the pocket, ran the ball, and he slid. And as he was sliding, a a, a defensive back for uh, Buffalo hit him. Now it was it was a borderline play. It, it was really borderline on being flagged on on a, on Buffalo for for a late hit or unnecessary roughness. But the what happened was a Pittsburgh offensive lineman immediately when the Buffalo defender popped up, 
that that offensive lineman was in dude's face, and it was on. I mean, it was shoving, there was pushing. I maybe a couple of punches got thrown, uh, but but that was that was more of an attitude of, of Pittsburgh's offensive lineman saying, "Hey, that is my quarterback. You do not touch him like that." Yeah, yeah, it would save that. And, way and as I well. liked seeing yeah. that attitude for for the rookie for a rookie quarterback to to have have the offensive lineman come up and have his back when when liberties are being taken in their opinion against him. Yeah, exactly, I love that. Exactly right. I love seeing that kind of attitude. Yeah, and and he, they are doing a lot is going through him at the moment. He he threw 34 for 52, threw for 327 yards. He threw an intercept, but you did say he's he's the young man that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be, you know, pinning their hopes up with in the next well, probably hopefully for their sake, probably the next the next decade. Also, he looks to be that type yeah, of, of player for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and when you look at the when you look at the box score, when you look at the stat, you know the box score especially the thirty-eight-three Buffalo win. Okay, that is a nasty Buffalo offense, and that is a super nasty Buffalo defense. All right, three points for a rookie quarterback against the Buffalo defense in his in his first starts in, in the NFL. I'll. I'll I'll understand it because when you dive in a little bit further, he looked pretty good. 327 yards passing. Uh, his first his first drive of the game led to a field goal. Um, you know, it, it wound up leading to a field goal uh, after a 12-play drive. So he was moving the ball down the field pretty good. Three straight, three and outs, then another really good drive was a missed field goal. Uh, his Drives in the second half. First drive, eight plays, 55 yards, turnover on down. Ten plays, 53 yards, missed a field goal. Ten plays, uh, turnover on downs. He had really good drives. Had another 12-play drive late when it was 38-3. So he was able to successfully move the ball down the field. And for a rookie quarterback, that's what you want to see. You don't want to see a guy who looks a little overwhelmed and a Buffalo Buffalo's defense that is really easy to overwhelm a ten year vet. Yeah, exactly and, right. And he exactly didn't right. really look he didn't really look totally overwhelmed just, just watching him because that that was the game that was on CBS here locally for me, so I got to watch a fair amount of it. Um, but he, I I I feel really good about Kenny Pick. I felt good about him coming out of pits getting drafted by the Steelers. I thought it was going to be the best situation for him. Yeah. This year's going to be rough record wise for the Steelers. They're staring one and seven in the face with the way their schedule is, but you, you you take pot take every positive you can from rookie quarterback. There were a lot of positives that came out from Kenny. I think the the one thing I think Pittsburgh will be looking at now is to say, okay, well, we've got the core lockdown with regards to a quarterback. Now it's just about finding the rest of the team. Really finding you know better mm-hmm. a better defensive unit, finding better wide receivers, finding blokes that can really facilitate what what Pickett is offering uh, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. But mm-hmm. away from this game, uh, Buffalo Bills obviously just solidifying their their playoff uh, playoff chances and and their Super Bowl credentials. Uh, 
Well, the Baltimore Ravens uh, got the job done against the New York Jets. The Saints defeated the Falcons. And, uh, oh, these, sorry, these were last week's games. What am I doing? I've got to go. Go forward, Paul. Go forward. Where are we going? <laughs> Dearie me. The, the game I wanted to it's talk about, sorry. Yeah, the, the game I wanted to talk about, sorry, was, was the Ravens win yesterday morning in the last, well, it was pretty much the last, the last kick of the game. Uh, defeating uh, mm-hmm. defeating Joe Burrows and and his lads. Uh, what have you made of the Ravens thus far this season? And and Lamar Jackson. They, they look like they they have this threat about them, but it's just that three and two record. They had a couple of losses, like that loss to the Bills. You just you just look at it and think, geez, they let that one slip, didn't they? But there's a lot to like about what they had to offer yesterday morning and and last night over your time. Yeah, well, now I, I could do really great analysis of, of what happened last night for Baltimore. I'm just going to quote here from the ESPN Week 5 reaction story, okay? Lamar Jackson called game in the fourth quarter. In a matchup in which Jackson struggled for three quarters, he took control of the game when the Ravens needed him the most. After the Bengals took the lead with a minute 58 left in the fourth quarter, Jackson ran four times for 31 yards, and completed a pair of passes to Mark Andrews before setting up Justin Tucker. And when Justin Tucker comes onto the field in the fourth quarter in a situation where the lead changes, just put your money down. It is the safest bet on planet Earth that he's going to make the kick. He is now 25 of 26 on lead-changing field goals in the fourth quarter or overtime in his career. Dude is cash money yep. at the end of a ball. Cold game. as ice. And, and Cold last as ice. night, it, it, yeah, it, and it was a chip shot, relatively speaking. It was like 43 yards, and it was so accurate. If there was a pole down the, that, that was installed right in the middle of the goal, <laughs> okay, right dead center, Justin Tucker would have hit the pole. <laughs> I love it. Love it. That's how uh, accurate it was. A good, good result for the Ravens. Uh, they now move to first. They're first in the AFC North, moving to a record of three and two. All right. Well, I think I think that's that's probably the main majority of the games we get through. But there's a game coming up uh, this morning here, Australian time, uh, and it's going to have direct ramifications on your your NFL fantasy team. Now, how do you see this game playing out this morning uh, between the uh, between the Raiders and the Chiefs? Uh, the Chiefs are a seven-point favorite at Arrowhead. Uh, just, just the the real quick tip for you: for you, Chiefs lay the points. Okay, just lay those seven points. Okay, they don't need them. We we got this. Chiefs offense. They they. You almost think that without Tyree Kill, they look better. Mm. And and that's a scary proposition with how good they look with Tyree Kill the last few years in Kansas city, they almost look better this year. Uh, they're three and one with that one being an inexplicable loss to the Indianapolis Colts, which just uh, black. It just, that's still, that's still, still uh, I'm still frazzled by that. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying to process yeah, that. that. That's going to be, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be stuck in the chief's craw for a while. Uh, especially as if they keep winning, on paper, this is this should be a Chiefs win by two touchdowns. But strange things happen in the NFL. We 
week to week, when, when you think you've got an absolute lock, something jumps up to bite you in the butt. I don't know what it's going to be or if there is anything <laughs> that the Raiders are going to going to be. Maybe it's Devontae Adams finally looking like Devontae Adams, like the <laughs> Devontae Adams we all know and love from his time in Green Bay. Maybe that finally happens. Okay. It clicks with Derek Carr again, and he goes off for 14 catches, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. We'll sit and wait for that one. That That's going to be. Uh... And if it does, uh. and if it does, I'm going to hate life because yeah. <laughs> that means Derek Carr. That's, That's it. Really exactly. Exactly. Life and be well, and well, well, for your sake, let's hope he doesn't have a good one, uh, and let's hope the Chiefs can can do the job. But. Just before we let you go, I just wanted to ask you as well. Uh, it's actually a game that's up on the replay here in our uh, SEN studios, which I had been meaning to ask you about. Mm-hmm. The Giants getting the job done over Green Bay. Wasn't that a little bit of a surprise? The Giants just, the second half was phenomenal. Outscoring the outscoring the Packers 17-2 to and and coming up with, with a, a, a come-from-behind victory out of nowhere, really. It was like an RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, it kind of exactly was. Uh, I I didn't get to watch this game. It was on NFL Network. I don't have NFL Network on my, my cable service, so I was kind of shut out of it. But the reactions that I saw, there were some people who were saying the Packers played like a team that didn't want to be in London. Yeah, exactly. Because this I- is the first time in all the years, the in all the years the, the NFL has been going to London, playing these ga- regular season games in London, this was the first one the Green Bay Packers had ever played. I didn't mm. realize that. Mm. And, and plus, it was it was a pa- technically a Packers home game. Yeah, exactly. I think this that, is this is what I was saying. Field. This is what I was saying when we did the little preview of this week five these week five games and these games away from the US. Is that I know it's a Packers home game, mm-hmm. but does the neutral venue maybe bring the underdog into it? And it clearly did in the second half. And the Giants now four and one have to be considered a serious playoff threat now with that win. And they come back home with their tails up. Yeah. You've got to think they're, they're a playoff. As as weird as that sounds, as, as inexplicable as that is going into the season. I mean, we were talking about this being the worst two and O team in history. <laughs> we're talking about this being the worst three and one team in history. Do we, do we have to call them the worst four and one team or do we actually take them seriously now? I, I really honestly don't know, but the, they're, Bill Parcells had a famous line. You are what your record says you are. Well, that's exactly right. And, and the Giants record says they're, they're four and one tied with the Cowboys for second place in arguably the strongest division in football, the NFC East. Yep, exactly. And they're, they're third on the NFC East table at the moment. And next week they face the Baltimore Ravens. So we have, just before we finish this NFL segment, we have two absolute crackers coming up next week in the NFL, Chris. We've got this Giants game against the Ravens and then this Dallas game against Philadelphia. What 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 a week we've got coming up for us in the NFL, mate. I, I cannot cannot wait. Cannot wait to do it. But uh look, uh can we get look, if if we're looking at those games now, just based on what just based on what both teams have done this season, if you had to tip between them just coming into this week, these games, the Giants versus the Ravens, who do you think wins that one? And then who do you think wins the Eagles versus Cowboys game? I think they're gonna be super, super tight. 
You, you know, I, I, I thought you were going to add into that list of the Thursday night game, the Commanders and the Bears. I'm, I'm totally joking about that. That, that <laughs> great games for weeks. I, I know it's 3 a.m. and uh, there's a lot of people <laughs> sleeping at the moment. <laughs> I, I I couldn't I couldn't resist that one, but no I yeah you you got some I, this, I I'm looking at this, this is my first look at the schedule for for next week underrated game of the week maybe Jets and Packers in Green Bay the Jets look good they put forty up on Miami yesterday mm, that mm. that team looks like it's coming out how 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 is this for being a New York fan let's let's put aside the Mets blowing it against uh, the Braves <laughs> in, in the regular season and the Padres in the wild card series. How about this for a New York sports fan? You, you've got the, the Giants at 4-1. You've got the Jets at 3-2. and two, Yankees are a World Series contender. You've got the Rangers starting the season this week, and the Rangers have been pretty good. The New York Rangers have been pretty good in hockey. Uh, you've got the Knicks. Oh, okay, never mind the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> it, anyway, uh, yeah, Jets Packers, that's an underrated game this, for, for week six. Uh, Bengals and Saints, uh, you know what? Uh, the Saints look really good. That's a mm. couple of two and three teams that that could throw us a good game on Sunday. Um, Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, uh, Ravens, Giants. Uh, we got a great slate for we week do. six next Huge. week. Huge. Uh, the Bills and Chiefs going at it again at Arrowhead, a rematch of arguably the greatest game in history. Crazy. Absolute, coming up on Sunday. Absolute scenes, and it's. it's mate, awesome I'll tell you what. If, if you're in the if you're in the Big Apple, mate, uh, the New York New York City's doing it well with uh, with their sports teams. But Chris, we have got to let you go because we're coming up to all these hard breaks that we need to take. But a pleasure doing it with you as always on the overnight crowd. Uh, I think I'll be on on either Thursday night or Friday night, so we can get stuck right into the nitty gritty of it. Uh, uh, on that night there. But uh, pleasure doing it with you again, my friend, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you towards the back end of uh, of this week. It's been a pleasure, mate. So, sounds good. Have a good rest of your night. You too, Chris. All the best. Chris from the US, Chris Perkins, joining us, as he always does, in the last hour of the Overnight Crowd to preview and review all things American sports. With that, we'll take a quick little break here on the Overnight Crowd as we come up to 3 a.m. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.